How's it going? How Kendall? Oh, hey, how you Chantel? Good to see you there. Oh my God, how you been, baby girl? I'm good. Welcome to Oprah by the podcast. Wow, we're here again. We're here. Another week. Another rosé bottle. Another rosé bottle later tonight. We'll be drunk. <laughs> um, no, we're back. We've got another episode of Real Houses Potomac that mm-hmm. we're going to recap for you a bit later. I feel like it's been a really good timing for like... Real Housewives of Matovic has really picked up with the drama. So I feel like our recaps yes. are super long. But then it's also good because we have no Roni or Beverly Hills right now. We're just like hanging totally. out. Totally. And I've just given up on Below Deck Med. Like but I completely I just about adios that. about it. <gasps> no. Should I, I be catching up on that? I well, feel bad. I haven't watched it since like Hannah got fired essentially. I feel like everyone's been really quiet about it. All it's I know is that season like, is over Tom's a dick. Well, I know that there's a new season of of Below Deck not med coming out soon, which could be interesting. Okay, so I've never watched real, real, normal Below Deck. I mean, it'll be different. It'll be different anyway because the... um, Cast is different? Well, the stew that had been there kind of since the beginning, like Hannah just quit after the last season so like it's gonna be a new chief stew but like kate i used to love kate chastain as well like she was a great chief stew isn't she famous is that how she became famous kate chastain yeah she's like a bravo leb what beautiful she's super cute she's not like a real that's um kate i don't know kate hudson yeah maybe kate winslet (laughs) i don't know (laughs) that's definitely katie holmes i don't know i thought she was like her name's just very famous good work it is good old Mm. kate kate katie katie 180 um well we thought we'd just do a little quick hi what up here's some news for you guys because this week actually like every week we're always like oh we're gonna have nothing and then there's always something that happens so it was it just so happens that the date that Bo and stassi were supposed to get married in italy happened to fall in this last week and they actually decided to get married anyway so okay this is what i was confused about did they actually get married this week or was it like an old day and they posted this week i think they actually got married this week that's cute so it seems like they're still gonna have apparently a big party next year in italy all things you know it's kind of weird though if you think about it like she went so quiet after her you know racist remarks and And now she's like what now she's like, yes. Like she's obviously tested the waters and she's like, not getting too much backlash. Gonna go for it. Yeah, she's like, I think everyone's forgotten about it. Okay, cool. After best, living my best life. Which, because um, I still haven't seen the entire episode of her interview. I can't find it in Australia. We haven't got it yet with, um, with what, who was the host that did it? Swing's so doing with a T. Yeah, we do, see, we don't Tamron? get, we don't get good shows in Australia. We don't get, so we got only snippets. And she didn't seem that remorseful to me. And no. I feel like the interviewer was telling, like, asking really good questions. And she was like, um, in my terms about me, I don't know, it annoyed me. Yeah, it was very problematic. Like, it seemed like she definitely didn't have the, like, she didn't want to apologize to Faith. It was like she was spending the whole thing yeah. more being like, no, this is Faith. why I thought that that was the case. <sighs> Stassi. Anyway. Nice. Moving on from that. Yes, they got married. We're not going to give them too much more love. But Kristen was there. She did make a little lol on the gram being like, yes, I was invited to the wedding. We still haven't seen any confirmation that Ariana and Sheena were there. Can I just say it's also kind of fucked up that it took like a whole racist thing to To bring them back together. Well, also 
to bring Stassi to a point where she's like, maybe I should get off my high horse and make friends with Kristen because, like, we're both going through shit together. It's like, okay, shit never happened if you never got made accountable for your racism. Like, you would just be like, no, I'm but maybe still too it's better than Also you. because Kristen seems like she's in a relationship now. Like, maybe, maybe Stassi's like, oh, you know, like, she's less, like, crazy Welcome to the club. Oh, my God, yeah. get in here with us, girl. <laughs> so that was kind of what happened with good old Vanderpump rules this week. Seems like there's been a little bit of V-pump in the news. Well, yeah, I mean, um, with I With all the babies. There's a lot of babies. I feel like there's becoming a bigger bridge between the in-group, which is, like, what, Lala, Stassi and um, Katie and now I guess Kristen. And then there's, like, a rift. It's, like, then on the other side is Sheena, Sheena and Ariana. Ariana. Yeah, which has happened before. Like, we're not foreign. Like, this Totally, but I feel like we've never had the boys have a bridge and I think I feel mm. like Tom Sandoval's on the other side too. Yeah, he's like, really it's a out. Bit, it seems a bit deeper this time. I don't know how Jack's got a free pass just to be friends with everyone, but it's really annoying. And now he's still got a free pass on, like, being on the show, although we don't know when they're going to start filming again. Mm-mm. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to quickly talk about was we have yes, a new housewife of New York City. Yes, it got announced this morning. Announced Trump. this morning. In, her name is Ebony K. Williams, and she is the show's first black housewife. I, it Which is to crazy to me. Like, what, it's been, like, 10 years? Like, that's, that's not gross. cool. It's gross. What and the fuck? New York City, like, it just seems like, how could they have not had a black housewife? Yeah. It's kind of gross. And, like, I thought they would have to after, given this year's circumstances, just even to save their own ass. But I'm excited. I think it'll add a realer dimension to real housewives. Yeah, and it seems like she's, so she's posted a couple pictures of herself with Leah. So I'm thinking, like, she's She's a friend of Leah, which would be nice, like, to have a little bit of that younger, like, less well, ramona vibe. I was say, it's weird because Housew- Housewives of New York has always predominantly been older. Yeah. Like, I remember when Kelly Ben-Simmon came on. I was like, oh, ben Simone. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's Kelly from Potomac. She's Kelly she, Ben-Simmon. Is she from Potomac? No, I'm just oh, joking about how you say Potomac. Yeah. yeah, okay. Sure. On the um, ship in Below Deck. <laughs> she... Seems so young to me. I was like, oh, look at these. And then, like, she's still 40. But it's yeah, like, now, now we've got had Leah's, like, Leah, who's in her Younger 30s. than Jack's. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I'm just like, it's going to add a new dimension. And I don't know how Ramona's going to go age wise. Like, she'll need a lot more renewal by Ramona. And I don't know. I just don't think she's going to like it that much. But, and I totally just Googled her age and she is 37 years old, Ebony. Okay. Okay. So we've got another youngie. It seems like she's super excited. She is an attorney and she was a host um, for Fox News. So I think that she's going to be like super smart. Fox News. Super like switched on. She, if she's a friend of Leah's, like she's a friend of mine as far as (laughs) I'm concerned. And she did post something on Instagram like of her and Leah being like, bring it on. So like bring it on. Bring it on. I'm excited. I'm really super pumped. Same. Like, I hope it's the best season of New York yet. Well, talking of new people, so yes, I Yes, you've thought, got a couple little 
well, little no, tidbits just, to share. Okay, so poor Kendall, I've been annoying her, but I just thought it'd be kind of fun if, because, you know, we've heard a lot about all the, um, the Real House of Salt Lake City that's coming up. And Tell I thought, me all about them. I just found an article and we're just going to go through them because I feel like we're just going to get a little bit familiar. I agree. So we all saw the trailer and it looked really interesting. There was like, obviously with Salt Lake, there's a lot of talk about religion. Yeah. And Mormons, so there was, there's a Jewish yeah, woman. Like, and then there was one woman who's turning to Islam. Islam. It's yeah. beautiful. It's it's very 2020. So um, the first lady we have is Lisa Barlow, and she's born in New York. She's been living in Utah for 20 years and considers herself a Mormon 2.0. Yes, Queen. Whatever that means. Um, Well, actually, it means she drinks because she's like a businesswoman with tequila brands. So that's going to be fun. Oh, good. I love her. Yeah. So, I mean, wife. she sounds fun. And then we've got Mary. So she um has a penchant for God, couture and only the finest champagne. Oh. So penchant means like you have a thing for, okay, like great. you just like Thanks. have a deep desire or love or respect for something. Wait, God, shoes, oh. God, no, couture. couture and the finest champagne. Sames. She's a Pentecostal first lady who inherited her family's empire of churches, restaurants, and more. Okay. Well, more like your family has way more than mine. I'm jealous, but yeah. So that's her. So wait, wait, got... wait, wait! I think you missed out on an important step there. Oh, holy moly! What? I just read like okay, the final so... line of her bio, and I'm like, I think you might have missed out on something very odd. Shit! Guys, listen to this. So a little thing I almost forgot. Just a little smidge about Mary. Um, There's something Mary, about Mary, they say. She married her late grandmother's second husband. I am. What? I want to tap offline for a second and look this up. This is so interesting. So like her pseudo-grandpa? Like her step-grandpa? Like her step-grandfather. Holy Ooh. fuck, Mary. Fuck, Mary, kill. You know what I'm saying? Wow, she really did inherit her family's. Empire of Churches, Restaurants, and more. <laughs> okay. Yes. We're going to come back to Mary now in time. But um, Heather is the next lady. She's, like, blonde. She looks really confident and, like, funny and sassy. That's from my, like, you know. Sassy, bougie, ratchet. The British royal family can move TF over, the article says, because Heather is married to Mormon royalty for 11 years. Do Mormon have, like, royalness? I didn't know that. I don't think so. Maybe just people that are high up in the Mormon church. Anyway, so she's then had a divorce, and now she's simply describing herself as Mormon-ish, which I totally get. That's like people that say they're vegan-ish. We get it. You just have meat whenever you're drunk. Yeah, I'm, like, omnivore-ish. So she's, like, a beauty girl that has beauty businesses, and she's looking for love. And also in her bio, it says that she has hashtag free Britney, which I really respect. I love that. So, yeah, I'm kind of a fan of Heather's. I like her the best, I think, so far. Me too. She looks fun. She has, like, a really cute photo with matching PJs with her daughters, which I like. Love you, Heather. Okay, then we've got Meredith Marks, who looks very, like, ready to housewife. Like, she's got her little pout down. Really love that. Um, So she is... um, like a jewelry designer i think which is fun the thing <laughs> is jewish and married for over 25 years so yep that's great for her um she's going to be an empty nester and she also describes her network to her network as an oh what's <laughs> what? she does what to what she describes herself to bravo as an ice queen with a knack for partying okay okay that's like me so far, I find her the most boring. I'm like, you have nothing to give me. It says that her and her husband were having marital problems, though. That could be fun. Ugh, that's so boring. <laughs> okay. Jen Shah is the next lady. 
um, she's Tongan and Hawaiian and oh, converted wow. from Mormonism to Islam. So this is the one we were saying that's oh, had a bit maybe of a Maybe it's the first time we've had a, a Tongan and Hawaiian housewife. Definitely. It's exciting. So she, um, after learning about the historical mistreatment of black people in the Mormon religion, that's why she's changing. Love it. Love Jen. Go Jen. Woke Mormon. <laughs> Woke Islam. <Perfect. laughs> okay. <laughs> so wrong. We're, guys, just pre pre warning probably if you're religious. We are gonna fuck shit up probably yeah. when we recap Salt Lake City. So don't be upset. We're not trying to be offensive. We're really gonna um educate ourselves. Yeah, we really will. The Mormons, the you know the everything. Yeah, we'll fuck it up. I'm so sorry. Okay, so meanwhile, Bravo says that she loves to host parties and can go from zero to one hundred very quickly, but comes back with apologies. Which, oh, she's the apologizer. Same. I feel like that's me. She's I'm like, the apologizer 2.0 of Ramones Moons. No. Yeah, Ramones bad, isn't she? She is. Um, but anyway, she's a successful CEO of not one but three marketing companies, which wow. we don't know what that means. Like a marketing company right now could be like for eyelash curlers. You know what I mean? Like we don't. <laughs> wait, we're going to wait and see, Jen, how much we Jen Shaw. But good for you for like taking the plunge into Islam. Okay, Whitney Rose. Oh, there's so many of them. Oh, there are. Like, it's it's like when you start any new housewife show, you're just so overwhelmed, like, by all yeah, the Yeah, you're like, I've got to get to know like, all of them. Like, it's hard enough trying to get to know one I new know, girl. Like, we've had, like, 10 years to get to know, like, Ramona and Luann. I almost forgot her name again. <laughs> okay, so Whitney, she's, like, blonde, kind of looks like one of the others. So Whitney is also a descendant of Mormon royalty, God, who left the church <laughs> after having an affair with her boss and leaving her husband to be with him. Whoa. Whoa. Now they've got two kids together. Um, and she said, just when it seems like society is finally beginning to accept, oh, this is what Bravo says, sorry. <clears throat> just when it seems like society is finally beginning to accept her 10-year marriage, scandalous rumours about her progressive relationship start to swell. Ooh, she seems interesting. Maybe she's on to husband 3.0. I love a good, good scandal. Ooh, husband has a He's not cute. Yeah. She's I'd, cute. In anyway. So, yeah, I think that's about it for the ladies. And I just can't wait. We've got like a month to go until we get to meet these lovely ladies. So I'm just, super I just, excited. Yeah, and we'll like, definitely recap some Salt Lake City for you guys. Like what an iconic moment that we've got a new city. I know. And this, this week on the Insta, maybe I'll do like a little like face-to-faceness of like who, who we are, you know? Oh, who we are or who they are? I mean, not us, but... <laughs> We're gonna post pictures Who of us these with our bios. Lovely ladies. Okay. Oh, that was great. Thank I you know. for that. So I think that was so, oh wait, one more thing before we go into our recap of the times. It's really not an it's Kelly an unhappy fucking thing. Dodd. I know. I hate her. I know. Why okay, I think her and Jax need to go. Like Bravo don't make sense if they get rid of everyone but them, you know? She's so problematic. It's not funny. Like, she's just like, not. Like, why did we get rid of, what was the guy on um Below Deck Med? Pete? Pete, yeah. Like, okay, I don't know what he did. I think it was racist, so I'm glad they got rid of him. But if we get rid of him, how can we not get rid of Kelly Dodd? So this week, guys, no. she got drunk. I think it was her bachelorette party or maybe someone else. It was. Else's. It was her, yeah, it was her bachelorette. And in Australia, we call that her hens. Oh, yeah. So it was her hens do. And she wore a hat that said, instead of Black Lives Matters, like in that font, it said Drunk Wives Matter. It just wasn't cool. And again, in her classic Kelly Dodd fashion, she got a lot of backlash on social media and she immediately went to Instagram Live, selfie mode, and was like, guys, it was a gift from my friend. 
I didn't buy it. You know, in her like little squeaky voice. She's just A, really dumb. And she just doesn't get it. And B, really inconsiderate. Like, just take it one second to think about how that could be perceived, even if it's not how you think it should be. Even take one minute to think about it. Like, I think you even, if I give you an hour to think about it, you should still, like, you should, I still think she'd be like, I think it's fine. I think it says a lot as well. Like, the people that you hang out with think that's okay. Like, that's pretty bad that not one of them was like, "Mm, maybe no with that hat. You know? And you have a platform to really talk about these things and you're just kind of making fun of it. And do it for your daughter, Jolie. Yeah, and she's so cute like and, and delightful and like so teach her much, good things. Like last year you taught her about trains. This year t- teach her about, you know, systemic racism. Kelly's one of those people, you know, you could tell like people be like, you shouldn't do that. She's like, you think I'm racist? My best friend is black. Yeah. And it's like, dude. That doesn't mean anything. What? You just need to fucking help just, yeah. the problem instead just, of hurt it. Get yeah. a little bit smarter. Anyway, that was kind of the news roundup, and we'll see what Bravo says about it, but probably nothing. Probably nothing. Because they've already filmed her, and it's too expensive. I think expensive. they're exhausted. They're like, fuck. They're like, ah. um, Yeah, so hang tight. We're about to go into our recap of the fight uh, follow-up for Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay, guys, so now we're on to the latest episode of Real Housewives of Potomac, and oh my god. Oh my lordy. Kendall and I just watched, and I don't really know where to begin. Like, it is so juicy. So we just kind of finished, just before we start, we finished with, like, um, a quick look into the next season. Oh my gosh. Or the next half, the half of, next half of this season, and I'm just... I'm like, I've got pins and needles. We're buzzing with excitement. Like, it looks amazing. It looks like there's more drama, more fights, more everything. looks like they go to Portugal. It looks like an amazing time. Like, so this whole season, I guarantee you, the last two episodes have brought more than BH did the whole entire season. Oh, my God. And if you think about it – sorry, I just had a slurp in my rosé. If you you think about it, like, also, what even happened on Roni now? Like, you're just like, this is – so much goodness this is everything like we're getting everyone's personalities and this is the thing with housewives is that you should understand how how people are through the way that they handle situations like it's like early seasons of bh was so Mm -hmm. good because you got different like you had the tailors of the world that were like people pleasers like criers that like didn't like confrontation Mm -hmm. and then you had like the fucking lisa vanderpumps of the world that were like sleuthy and like cunning cunning and then you had the brandies who were like all up in your fucking face like that's how you get to know people it's not through like having like little special scenes of people at their houses and then when it comes to all of them hanging out they don't want to be honest because it's like oh but that's not who i'm presenting myself to be it's like well no we should get to know you through how you deal with situations and just before we kick off this episode another thing on that is like this this uh was this called Potomac? This version of Potomac of Housewives. This um city. This city of Housewives. <laughs> um, it they don't drink that much. Like yes, they drink, but like I feel they're not messy. Like you don't realize they're drunk. No, they're not. Like I don't think they the floor are. Wasted. Like no. occasionally, yeah. I think Karen got drunk when they went to Monique's lake house, but that was like an unusual. It's like real housewife realness, you know, from like old school. 
<sighs> you guys, it's beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful. Okay, we're, we're going to recap and stop being annoying. into it because we literally have so many notes about this one episode. Lately, like, because of how much the episodes are giving us, like, I think that we might only have to recap Potomac for, like, a little while. Well, um, at least until, like, Salt Lake and the OC comes on, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll probably decide based on the first episode of OC whether it's worth recapping or not. But Salt Lake will definitely do recaps for... So we might just be doing Potomac and Salt Lake for the next foreseeable future. I mean, I know everyone's backing out, OC, but, like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, we'll watch it, but I don't know if it's going to be good. <laughs> okay, so we start the episode. We get a little scene, a little um blackout screen that says it's five days after the fight. We're like, cool, cool. Thank cool, you. Cool, cool. We love a little screen. And we open with Candice in the kitchen. She's carrying a lot of plates. There's a lot of dramatic black and white flashbacks to the plates smashing on the ground in the fight okay this bit kind of made me laugh because oh my god the editing was hysterical well also she's like i'm so traumatized which maybe she's maybe she isn't but i just felt like okay plates are not a trigger mate like that's no it's too soon for plates to be a trigger she was also carrying like 37 yeah just put one down so i too would be scared because like it's a lot of plates to carry at once where are you going with these (laughs) and like like, who are you setting the table for candace it was strange having a lunch like it was like she was just talking about it and then she goes over to the table and it's like ooh, flashback glass breaking yeah i don't know i'm just not buying it also i just keep thinking back to like maybe um you know everyone else is having flashbacks to when you threw a knife yeah remember that if we're gonna bring up cutlery Mm. let's get on it exactly we're talking about plate trauma how about a little butter knife trauma yeah absolutely okay so (laughs) we she's talking about it she definitely feels like there was some trauma related to the incident she speaks about how she felt like her and Monique were genuine friends at some point, and she doesn't know what she did to incite such anger. Do we feel like they were genuine friends? Like, what's your thoughts on this? Okay, well, I'm like someone that I feel like they can't be, they only met, what, two years ago, three years ago, max three years ago, right? Mm. And in that time, they've had fights where one of them saying like drag me yeah. threatened to like pun- like oh uh, yeah i've let go of friends for not punching me just for being yeah, <laughs> annoying so <laughs> i feel like yeah I, I don't think they were as close as they maybe think they were well i think maybe they were both new ish because everyone else on the show is og except for wendy and ashley no ashley was first season oh true like, but like i think that candace and Moni came later so maybe they like bonded over the fact that they both weren't uh, ogs like when they first started i think think you can even be close to someone like even if they get on when they get on they're like the closest people they have ever it's still not a healthy relationship if in the three years of friendship you've you know threatened to bash someone a few times like that's just not that's not good and the fact that candace like i know she she claims over and over again like she doesn't know what she did to incite like this anger from monique but it seems like there's this whole other storyline that we're not really getting into which i feel like we should be to understand why this all happened is the whole thing about monique and her trainer and sharice and like whether sharice was like spreading rumors about her whether candace was like engaging in these rumors because i feel like that's a whole different kettle of fish like we haven't even spoken about it it is and i feel like why isn't monique talking about it because even if she well, maybe she doesn't want to talk about it, obviously. But I would assume she's not like, I want to pick her up because she told everyone I was having an affair with my trainer. Yeah, because obviously that brings up things. But even the way um, 
Chris, Monique's husband's talking to her throughout this episode and the last episode. He's kind of not as supportive as Candace's Chris. Like he's yeah. just, he's like, he's a little bit embarrassed, but I feel like if I had punched a girl, my partner would understand why I did it. Even if, he, even if he was like disappointed that I punched someone, he would be like, that's why you're doing it though. Like there's no like, it's all like, oh, but I do like Candace and Chris. But and maybe like that, say that says something about Monique. Like maybe she has beaten up people in the past. Like we don't know if this is the first time she's gotten physical. Maybe Chris is like, oh, you did it again. Well, yeah, that's interesting because later in this episode we'll get there. But yeah, we there's do reference in- that. Inferences of that. Yes, oh, Monique, hard times, hard times. So then we kind of go on to um, like uh, what what happens. <laughs> So then, there's so much this episode. I know I'm there's sorry. so much. So Monique calls Karen, and she wants to organize a little meetup with all the gals at Karen's house because she feels like, she feels like Karen is quite neutral. Um, when she did this, I just like had a sudden rush of love for Karen. I love Karen because she just was like fucking looking amazing and she was like yes darling like i just felt safe again you know i know and she's like let me get the croissants and we can fucking sort this all out i genuinely think that karen is just neutral in this like i i agree i don't think she's team candace or And why does she have to be like i yeah it's a confusing one it is like there was a we can get to it later when we debate whose side we're on but there was a bit of tit and tat so i think that yeah no one's innocent and no one's like fully a thousand percent at fault so Karen agrees she's totally open to hosting this meet and greet. Um, and we get kind of a glimpse of the ladies and how they're feeling about Monique before this meeting because we're at, like, Robin's house and Wendy's house. And it's clear that Robin, Giselle, and Wendy are all um, feeling very upset even prior to going into this meeting. Like, it seems like they're just, like, immediately have made up their minds that they think Monique did the wrong thing and that they also – there's been a lot of speculation about – um the what she's done on social media since the fight like she did Mm. a tweet where she said um ask and you shall receive the little prayer which is in reference to how candace was like drag me drag me so like they're very angry about the way that she's handled it and like i can see from their perspective it's not if you hadn't heard anything from her yeah that's and also if you're if you regret doing it you don't write that on social media. I think there's a lot of, um, I think, because I mean, yeah, and it happened a year ago. And at that stage, I guess Potomac wasn't, you know, we were like, it's like if I read a blog post being like, oh, um, you know, Candace dragged Monique. I'd be like, oh my God, there was a fight. Like um, Candace is something wrong. And yeah. And you'd be like, duh, we're on team Monique because like, Monique's we great. never like would I, have thought we would pick Candace's yeah. side over Monique. And I just, because can't like, I've always had a thing about Candace. Like, she's just super annoying to me. She is. And that's, I, like, what Robin singing, says ugh. later. She's, like, it's she's someone that you do want to smack in the face. Like, you're not wrong. Yeah. But, like, it's something that one should never get pushed to. I know. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, interesting. So Karen um, calls Candace while she's setting up her croissants. Um, while Candace is on the way to go to therapy, um, to make it clear that Candace has the option of having the same opportunity to talk to the women's that Monique does. So Karen's kind of making it really obvious that she's neutral in this. She has, she's not picking sides. She's she just, doing all the right steps. Yeah. And Candace is very clear that she doesn't like that Karen's even giving Monique the chance to talk about this, which I think is a bit like. Yeah. I didn't like that. I was just like, come on. Like Candace, this isn't, you know, Karen isn't going to be 
you know, protecting anyone too much or like attesting that that what she did was okay. Yeah, and the fact that she's calling you means that like she's trying to give you the same opportunity. So don't like try and force her to pick a side. Exactly. I think that was a bit annoying, but also maybe she just heard the news and she didn't have any time to kind of think what she wanted to say. So I'm also like, oh, take it with a grain of salt. And they start arriving, so we've got Robin. Robin's there first, which is a surprise. Normally she's like eight million hours late. Yes, she's She looks super cute. I like the way her hair is flicked. She looks like she's wearing activewear. I love this activewear look too. It's kind of, yeah, we won't go into it. (laughs) Spice. She's a cutie patootie. Also, I miss Juan. I wish that we could see more scenes of them together, but we have too many scenes of drama. Well, also, um, so I, if we're going to talk about outfits, I really liked what Karen was wearing. She was wearing like this knitted black sweater dress. Oh, it was really cute. And she had like this cool like chain belt that like hung around. It really shut off her figure. Mm. I was really crushing on Karen this episode. And her hair was doing good things. Like it was like in a messy, Mm. like top uh, ponytail, but like with little things hanging down. Like Like, it just looked really good. Yeah. She was like messy chic. She looked amazing. So, um, Giselle arrives, and who does she bring? She brings KB. KB! If you don't know him, it's okay. It's his first time on the show. He's a security guard. I'm sorry if you can hear that. Um, I'm at my friend's place. Someone's violently yelling in the background. It could be a murder. I hope they're okay. seeing it's not a murder podcast, we hope it's not, because that would be too (laughs) genre-crossing. But, yeah, no, so Giselle walks up with a security guard, and, like, automatically robin's laughs yeah and so you're like you think it's a joke yeah you do because like you're just like oh my gosh like you know giselle's such a shit star just having a lull like when they went to karen's um press conference and she wore the the free karen t-shirt like Like, it's kind of like funny you think it's something like that and i was like yay because i really like giselle and then i just feel like she was like came in with this tone that was like what a shame it's come to this and like yeah like she was ready to um like assassinate Monique. Yeah, the, the, she was there. Like, she didn't want to hear what Monique had to say. She'd obviously already made up her mind, which is fine. But I just, there's a lot of hypocrisy this episode with Giselle. She's yeah. really on her high horse. Yeah, and I think it's just, it's just, these are all things that probably should be said to Candace as well. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about, like, we'll, we'll discuss later. But I don't think that they've held Candace to the same standard that they're holding Monique to right now. Agree. So Giselle comes. She brings KB. He's super cute. And he super doesn't old. say anything. <laughs> he goes, Karen sits him in the kitchen or the dining table oh, nearby. He is like, he's like in the kitchen but in the doorway. And I'm sorry, he is so loving this gossip. He's like, like He's very serious. But at no time is he pretending to mind his own business. He no, is he's in like, their business. And I love I'm going to pay attention that. to this. Yeah, love it. We get Ashley. She arrives. We missed her so much. She's like wearing her backpack, a Dora Explorer backpack. That's what she reminds She's got me Dean of. with her, of course. She's like, oh, we're going to talk about a physical fight. Here's my baby. She looks beautiful. I just think I'm really, again, this episode really appreciate Ashley. Like I just, She's I really need her in the show. Same. And love that we've gotten like that her husband and baby daddy is a cheating dick. I know. She must be loving this. That's yeah. why she's like not prepared to like, <laughs> I mean, she actually should be perpetuating this drama. So she doesn't need to deal with her own. I know. But instead she's shutting it down. Beautiful. So she's so selfless. So selfless. So Wendy's arrived as well, and Wendy makes it clear she wants it to be a very open, honest discussion. I think she's got a lot of opinions. Um, and the whole reason why the ladies, I think, are initially upset is because they believe that someone in Monique's camp linked a story to the blogs about the fight and sort of already spoke about how Candace threw a glass first 
And then the hair pull happened. Yeah. So let's discuss this. What do you think happened? Like, what order do you think things happened? We've seen a lot of different edits and cuts. So what do you think? Also, I want to say, I feel like the women also, there's, so there's what happened and then what happened on the blogs. But there's also another, um, another kind of issue they have. And that's how... Monique is representing the black community for women. Yeah, that's and, a big point. And that's something we can't talk to as white people. No. Um, and white women. Um, so I feel like we can't talk to that, but I understand like that it's might... It's an important point. Yeah, too. and that might be a source of anger for them. And as mums who are, you know, raising kids and daughters, I get that. Um, so we can't talk to that, but I feel like what we can talk to is like, yeah, the whole blog thing. Which is weird because yeah, when I when as I was saying before, like when you see a blog post a year ago when you're you're not in the season, you don't know what's mm. happening. I didn't really read it at the time of oh, this seems to be siding with Monique. Yeah. Or Candace or whatever. You just read it and be like, just read it like what's gonna happen next season. So excited. Yeah. Yeah. And um and then so it's saying it's really sided with Candace. And there are details sorry, Monique. Monique. And there are details where it's it's like, how would you know that unless you were there? But then it's also what – because I have seen so many different cuts of this. I'm – I think – this is what I think happened. It's – Candace antagonize, antagonize, antagonize. Mm -hmm. Um, Drag me, Monique. Like, are you going to drag me? You should drag me. And Monique's like, oh, you want me to drag me? And she's like, yeah. Like, she's, like, essentially saying – Drag me. Drag me. Monique then starts flicking her hair. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she keeps saying drag me and she maybe has her fingers near Monique's face and then Monique grabs the hair and then the wine glass happens. I still think that the, I do believe that Candace antagonized Monique. Yeah. But I don't think that the wine glass came first. I think the hair grab came first. See, I really wanted to believe because I just really like Monique and Candace annoys the shit out of me. So I really did want to believe um, Monique's story. But, like, the more and more I look at it, it's like, yes, I think there was a glass thrown at some yeah. stage. But that, yeah, I'm I'm the same. It came after the initial pull down to the table hair flick. Yeah. And, after and it that, was an aggressive hair pull. Like, yeah. it wasn't, It like, it's a defensive move at some point to do something. It's shit because I feel like Candace just is someone who knows how to push people's buttons. And yeah. in this case, when we were in Karen's living room, we were having this, this discussion. It was really obvious that um, Giselle and Robin had nothing to they did not want anything to do with um Monique or Wendy or Wendy she was really over Monique they were all the three of them were over Monique Ashley was a firstly she didn't see the whole fight she was in the bathroom and she wouldn't have seen this footage before now um that would be really interesting to see what how her thoughts had changed and Karen's trying to stay neutral because she just wants to like champion women and like what is the point of just abandoning someone but it's also like so we we obviously we can't comment on what it's like to be a black woman and how it feels to have the stereotype of black woman and the work that you've been doing to remove the stereotype of violence in your like race to be and community and like to have that go backwards we don't know what that feels like but I do feel like there is a level of holding Monique to a standard that Candace hasn't been held to like we did have last season like Candace has threatened to fight multiple people on the show like she did tell Monique to drag her. She did put a knife 
she did pull a knife out and have to have Chris literally like pin her against a wall like for Ashley one time and it's like is it just because Monique snapped that this is the problem because like it's not like Candace is innocent in this whole not perpetuating like violence for black women like she's not innocent of being like oh she's never like promoted violence she has like well it's weird because in this episode they have like flashbacks so Giselle speaks and she's like um you know if this was the first time that something had happened but um you know last last season they flash back and it was like that time where Monique kind of threatened Robin with an umbrella and mm. it made I was like what she's never been violent and then you look yeah, back and, and you there's forget. like she's threatened violence and I get it but like why didn't we see a flashback of Candace when she had a knife in her hand at that point like they kind of didn't like I know they had a flashback because Candace has threatened point. violence as well like it's but not like yeah she's been a lot like more, yeah like not more violent but at least there's situations they could have flashed back to that they didn't so I no, think, I agree. They're definitely trying to angle us to be upset about. Yeah, and maybe maybe it's like a thing, you know, Kendall and I were watching like an old um, season of Beverly Hills where Adrian Maloof um, kind of like not sued or bravo or put a cease and desist or whatever yeah. on, on about her like surrogates and maybe it's that kind of thing. Like maybe Bravo's a little anti-Monique right now because of something, but who knows? It just seems like Bravo to me are taking Candace's side. Yeah. And we have so Monique arrives. Um, does not. Sorry, this is important to me. Does not notice KB. No, she doesn't mention KB at all. KB, poor KB, is sitting right. in a little background. She probably thinks he's like part of production, or like maybe she thought production wanted to bring a security guard yeah. just in yeah. case she fought someone else because they clearly were not prepared last time she went rogue. No. Um, and she kind of sits there and she's like, you know what? What you saw is like not who I am. She says she's embarrassed. Um, and ashamed and she admits it's not cool and it was a bad choice and a bad moment and she does apologize to the ladies and she she does acknowledge that she needs to make sure that she doesn't put herself in the position again mm-hmm. um but at the same time she does feel like she's being attacked and that she wouldn't assault someone for no reason and she actually thinks that Candace threw the glass first and then says that she blacked out. Yeah, it's all confusing. I feel like she hasn't quite got her story straight. But also... If no, I... and that removes her credibility. Whereas when Candace was recounting it to a therapist, like it, Candace yeah, seemed like she remembered it well. I also think if I was in a fight, I'm also not going to remember it. No. Which is kind of how I feel about verbal verbal fight sometimes i'm like wait what happened yeah you're like did like, they say that first or did i just yeah, fucking go so crazy? i get that it's normal to be confused when you're angry because you like you just get in another element but yeah i feel like again bravo we're trying to make it out like she'd blacked out and, she, and then she was yeah. but i do think because they then they go to a scene where they say immediately after the fight in a car and they've got monique recounting the fight kind of like yeah. step by step and so Bravo's saying to us, like, she didn't black She's out. Lying. She yeah. didn't black out. She remembered this is, like, immediately after the fight. She said, I grabbed her hair with this hand and then I grabbed it with the other hand. Like, so she she remembered in detail. So that's where you're kind of like, mm, there are holes in Monique's, like, story about guess, it. Like, blacking out is such, like, a open to interpretation word. Like, I say I black out all the time. It just means, like, I'm, like, I forgot. Yeah, like, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean just, I literally like, literally blacked out. I don't recall red. anything. Yeah. So it's, it's like, maybe she just said that and was like, oh, shit, everyone's like, oh, sure, you blacked out. Have you ever been, like, super, like, there's mm. been times where I blacked out. Like, like, legit, like, what? I don't remember. And then you wake up. 
Oh, only when I'm drunk. Oh, no, no, I mean, that's what I mean. Oh, for sure. But then, well, that's every do you ever fucking have, like, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night? When you're, like, super wasted. Yeah. And you're, like, sitting in a me, room. Like, yes. And you're, like, uh, like conscious of, like, like, you're, like, I know what's happening. Like, this person is doing this. And isn't it uh. weird to be, like, I always go, like, this means I'll remember it because I'm conscious that it's happening <laughs> right now. Like, Totally. Because you don't know, like, when you're, then oh, it's like yeah. you go on autopilot or something because you're just, like, oh. wake up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, who is that person? I even do things when I'm getting drunk and I'll be, like, if I'm going to bed and I'm scared I'm going to get a hangover, I'm like, well, I'm not going to get a hangover because I remembered to brush my teeth. Yes. So if you I wash your face, it's tomorrow. fine. And I put moisturizer on and tinted moisturizer, blah, blah, blah. So it's like. You put tinted moisturizer on before bed? No, that wouldn't make sense. I know. I was like, you wouldn't get all over your pillow. I'm really bad at makeup. Oh my god, <laughs> that's my morning routine. Maybe that's why I am drunk. No, but it's, it's um, the spookiest thing when you're just like boom, boom. What? I don't remember. But then you wake up with a hangover. You're like, damn it. I know. You're like, but I wash my face. But I get brushed those teeth and flossed anyway. That means that I was conscious enough to I do know. that. It's always the times when you put yourself to bed and you're like, I'm gonna be so hungover, and then you wake up like fresh as a daisy, and you're mm. like, oh. It's very confusing. God, I just did a Candison. Did you hear that? So maybe that's like, so can't like Monique probably was just using blacking out as like a euphemism. Yeah. Is that a euphemism? I don't know. It's a word that um someone please confirm. I I I gave it a red hug. I'm pretty sure that that's what that is. Um so she she yeah, and she admits she's like, I need to take a step back and like look at myself. And so she's saying all the right things. She's kind of like she to be fair, she hasn't said she's sorry to Candace. And she hasn't said she's regretful about what happened. But I think this is what the ladies are looking for. So she said that she's embarrassed. So Wendy kind of hits it on the head. So because she's like, but do you like, do you wish you didn't do it kind of thing? And she's yeah. like, no, I'm like, why would I? I've got nothing to be sorry about. It's like, huh? Yeah. And then because huh? up until that point, I was like, guys, you're being so harsh on Monique. Yeah. And then when she said she's that, regretful. I was like, oh, Monique, you're annoying And me then now. it's like, oh, no, she's actually not. She's just now like, admitting that she's embarrassed. She's not remorseful. Point where I'm like, you do have kids. You should be remorseful. You could have really hurt someone. And it's like, you should just be like, hurt. Like, just be mortified. Poking, yeah. Her poking got the worst of me, got the better of me, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and yeah, just kind of own up to it. I think they would have respected that. Yeah. But she then, should have just been like, that was the most horrific moment of my life. I wish I'd never did that. I should totally apologize to her because. Yeah. And if someone shows no remorse, as in all they're thinking about is themselves, as it, which is what Wendy says. She's like, if you're embarrassed, that's just about you. Yeah. It's not about Candace. Reputation. It's embarrassing. And also, like, we forget that they are in a very public, like, they have public reputations. Yeah. And the fact, I mean, I'm not sure what actually happened with the blogs, but Candace, if if Monique did actually go to the blogs and, and kind of put Candace in the hot seat, it did look like Candace was getting a lot of hate about this fight. And that would be hard. And that would be hard when she she hasn't even probably dealt with is, it emotionally. Like, I, I don't, like, hate Candace because I think she's a bad person. She's just really annoying and I hate her, you know? And, like, yeah. I'm just, like, she's someone that I look at Wouldn't and I'm, like, oh, you're so – like, and I can imagine her, in a, like, going out to dinner. I'd be, like, this girl, can she just leave, please? Yeah. I don't like her. Like, I'll never be warm to her. But at the same time, there's nothing malice about her. She just has a really high opinion of herself and she annoys me. That's all. And, like, Candace even says to her therapist, she, like, doesn't think she did anything to warrant. Um, Can we also just talk about Candace's? Yes. I don't know if he saw this, but, like, the Because was he also someone else's therapist? 
Candace, Actually, no, Candace's last season. No, but didn't she, like, didn't someone refer him to Candace? Oh, my God, they're pimping him out? I feel like, oh, guys, please help, because, like, it, I feel like it was definitely someone else's therapist. Well, he is getting And then they, like, great referred press. him to Candace and Candace's mom. Well, I hope he gets a bit more, like, business, because I hated his room. It looked like... If it was like I Christmas was, as well. If I was like a, a prop or a set designer, that's how I would stage a therapy room. Like there was like plastic plants. It was mm. disgusting. There was like something borrowed from like a church. I don't know. There was just weird ornaments around. It didn't make me like Candace was crying and I was like, maybe it's because of the vibe. The therapy rooms, like I've been in therapy before and the room is like really not cute. Well, I did an online therapy session the other day. Oh. Was it good? No, because the connection was really awkward. Oh, so you're like, this is why I'm really sad. And they're like, uh, they're like, oh, you're so happy. I'm like, no, I'm crying. They're like, you're so funny. I'm like, (laughs) you're like, you don't understand. I'm like, I'm sorry, depressed. They're like, okay, have a nice day. (laughs) Okay, all of that'll be $400. But, like, great if you're a therapist because when things get a bit too hard, you're just like, ooh, connection. you're breaking up. Yeah. Ooh, this is too hard for me to deal with. But in Candace's situation, there's no distractions. He's like, I've got tissues for you. I'm like, yeah, she's annoying. And, like, I don't believe, like, I also think that Candace shouldn't be, like, the full victim here. Like, I'm not saying that Monique was right, no. but I also think that Candace is playing a bit too much of, I don't know what I did to deserve this. Like, I didn't yeah. do anything to provoke it's it. Like, and it's if, like, if, you're if running he, around going, drag me, drag me, drag me, drag me. And then you, you had her hand, your hands in her face, like, whether you want to believe it or not, like you did. Candace loves attention and... Yeah, she needs to stay relevant and poke bears, as what Ashley said later. Mm. You just got one that poked back. And yeah. I was like, well, Ashley's so, so wise. But it's true. I just think I hate the whole, like, victim act she puts on. And I just think in this case there's no actual victim. It's just that both of the women fucked up and then each shouldn't have got physical. Totally. Um, and Candace shouldn't have provoked her. Yeah, it's like no one's guilt-free. Yeah, and it's like... So then Giselle something says something that's like super fucking annoying. What does she say? So there she's like, you know what, Monique, I don't want to be around you. Um, I don't need to be like I don't I don't need to, to like be? present wants. my I don't want to be anywhere's near you. Good morning. I mean, I love Giselle, but like this episode she irked the fuck out of me. She, so then she and her security leave. Well, there's a there's also then um when they leave, it's she has a confessional and she's like, mm. me and Jamal, a pastor, have a reputation to uphold. And it's like, oh, do you know that we just saw your dad shit talking your man? And do we know that in season one of Real Housewives of Potomac, you called him a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater? I just, like, it's so clumsy. Just, like, have a bit of... Like, that's fucking that's a she fucking stupid argument on She reminded me of Stassi Schroeder in the last season of Vanderpump when all she did was just, like, my life's going fucking amazing, so I'm going to mm. shit on everyone who's having a bit of a hard time. So true. A.K.A. Sheena and Kristen. Like, it's like you're single for ages, and you're like, oh, my God, I and know, then, I get it. Single life is hard, then you get a boyfriend, and you're like, mm, sus about it. Sus about it, that sucks. TTYL. Sus about it, Kristen. TTYL. about it, Kristen. But you don't know how to live your life. Bad, and you can't sad. find yeah, a nice bad, man sadness. to take care of you. I don't know. It's just annoying me. And I like Giselle, but just like, mm. No, I agree. And I love, like, so we had Ashley was quite 
contrastingly to the other women, like, understanding. I think Karen and Ashley were kind of on the same page of, like, well, we're not going to let you down. Like, we're not going to, like, completely write you off. But, like. But I think, so the women, like, Robin was really hot on Karen being, like, I can't yeah. believe you're taking this side. Blah, blah, blah. And so Robin had to really, uh, sorry, Karen really had to stand up and be, like, I'm neutral. This is my friend. I care about her. She's, like, when a friend goes through a hard time, I don't move away. That's I, beautiful. I soldier up. I think soldier the quote up. Was. And then soldier I need bought. a soldier. You know, we had all those Ooh. references in our heads. We sung them quickly and we got to the next scene. And you know what? She says, screw the cameras, says Karen. Yeah, You're my cam- friend. And she's like quite, she's almost holding back tears. It's quite emotional. But I think Ashley being more forgiving, the women don't mind as much because in their minds, Ashley hasn't seen what happened. They're like, yeah, but you didn't see it, so I and would I probably think... be in your case too. So they don't hold Ashley to a high degree. Also, Ashley's a new mom. She mm. has shit life right now with Michael. So it's like, I think they're. I think Ken, like they, Karen is they like expect the more of Karen. They expect she's more supposed of Karen. to hold people to different to yeah. to them. She's like the moral compass. But I actually think Karen is one above them and seeing the broader picture, which is like, where do we go from here? Like, I think Karen thinks what Monique did was shit. Yeah. She says that. She's like, you fucked up. Yeah, but she's kind of like, where do we go from here? Which is true. It's like, and you need someone like that to be like, come on, what next? Because we can be totally. mad she's at Monique saying, for you know ages, what? but yeah. like, what can we do? Like, we're on a show together. We don't hate her. Maybe other people do now, but like, I don't know. It's a bit easy. I think Karen's been the strong one. And Monique pretty much says, you know, like, maybe this show like she says it in other words but they do break the fourth wall she does say like maybe this show isn't bringing out the best in me maybe it's time for me to take a little break maybe it's time for me to not be a part of this group and ashley's like maybe just for a little bit and she's like maybe forever so it kind of is up in the air about monique's future with the ladies at this point she's kind of like look don't feel obligated to invite me to things i'm gonna avoid candace from now on so like I think Monique's way more remorseful than she's letting on. I just think she's too proud to say I regret it right now because she's still angry at Candace and And she doesn't want Candace to be the victim. No, and I kind of agree with that, but I also don't agree with not saying. I think you'd look like the bigger person if you're fully like a thousand percent sorry and then just distance yourself from Candace. It's so hard. Like I'm not, there's not a clear black and white I know, I'm still not satisfied. Like I don't have a side. I think they were both in the wrong in the whole thing. I agree. and But now it's almost like a situation where it's like who was wrong and right in the fight and then who's right and wrong dealing with it post the fight. And it's also like, yes, yes, who hit who first is kind of a thing. But it's we shouldn't just be debating like uh, X through the first fight. It's like a fight happened regardless. Yeah. Monique, yeah, she didn't let go of the hair. But, like, Candace was still hidden. And Candace was still provoking even when Monique had gotten away. Yeah. Like, Candace was the one who kept yelling through the door when Monique wasn't even in the room. Yeah, she's like, you know, I had producers holding me back. And then you flash back to that poor white guy. And he's like, little, ah! he's like blonde. He's, what's his name? Like James. James. Cutie pie James. But it's like, well, so, yeah, it's not Candace. I just don't think that Candace is innocent in this. And I think that she's done a lot of shit. And I get Monique's pride of being like, you know what? I'm not taking the full hit for this. Like, it's not just me. Like, I get it. It's not right. But I'm not, like, saying that I should be going and apologizing to Candace because of what, like, she's done some fucked up shit. I agree. Shit. So... So I think that's, that's kind of where the yeah. episode ended. And we already kind of spoke about it in the beginning that we saw the mid-season trailer. Oh, my God, guys. But it is freaking amazing. We have 
the only thing that okay so this really broke my heart guys we see a bit of robin and juan having a fight but i think they're still getting married i, I think know. it was like they just know? did some weird know? editing Tell i don't know i thought it was from social i don't know i hope so i really I think like they'll them. be fine okay um jamal and giselle, giselle it's having... like jamal lets her down but also i think they're still together same like i feel like she's just accepting that like she's with him no matter what I don't yeah. know. She's like, know. the family's back together. We can't do this again to the kids. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to, I made my bed. And then there's like this big brawl. It looks like between Michael oh, and yes. Chris, like so, Candace's Chris. Like it's like Ashley versus Candace. And then we've got, and actually I didn't really see a whole lot of Monique. No, I So we don't know if she like took some time off of filming. She Maybe she does. Oh no, I hope not. What about Chichala? I've got something in my eye also, guys. Sorry. It looks like Chantel's probably like, why are you winking yeah, like, at me over and over again? And I'm like, ah. I was like, I'm looking good tonight. <laughs> okay, guys. So that's about it for tonight. But um, all I want to say is thank you, bravo, for the gift that is Potomac. Mick, I am Potomac. I'm fucking loving it. It's the best. It's amazing. Everything ever. And we'll definitely recap it again next week. And now we're going to head off into our top five and five. <laughs> So this week we are ranking our worst house husbands. Surprisingly easy. <laughs> oh my god, so many options. Actually, kind of hard. Spoiled though. for choice. Like if it's, I don't know if we've done our. Have we done our favorite house husbands? I think we have. We have. We've done our favorite. I think mine was Mauricio. That's right. Me too. It was really easy because there's very few. But worst, there's so many. So many. Okay, let's kick it off. Who did you have at number five? Okay. Number five, I had um, Simon Barney of Tamara Judge, oh, Real Housewives of Orange County. I haven't seen that. Is that the guy she oh, breaks up with in the limo? Yes. Oh, okay, so, so she says, really bad. So she famously says to Simon in the limo, she's like, fuck you, I want a divorce. Shit. That's how she says it. Um, and he, and he, I don't think he really says anything, but... Simon, like, I think Tamara's crazy. So, like, that's one thing. That's why he's number five on my list. Yeah. But I think that he genuinely was very controlling of Tamara, like, in their relationship and definitely wanted her to be, like, a trophy wife, very pretty, like, didn't want her to wear certain things. Like, he didn't want her to wear too revealing things. Was like, he the one that we met her with? Yeah. Okay, interesting. But then he hasn't been on the show since, since they got divorced. So Fair enough. And they definitely had some problems. And Ryan, Tamara's kid, didn't like him, right? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay. So he's my number five. My number five is Joe Judice. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I thought you meant Joey Gorga for a second. I was no. like, what the fuck, dude? Joe Judice, because, you know, he went to jail. And then we got And he to did s- cheat or something. Yeah, and even, like, last episode we got to see him. He's just so ewy and, like just sleazy and it's like do you have any appreciation for this amazing lady that Mm. brought up your kids and also i feel like okay this is overstepping my boundary do it but that's what we're here for okay so um then no no he was so sweet but it's almost like he stayed alive just to look after them and then the dad came back and he's like you know yeah he was the father figure for a while so he was so beautiful no anyway Treasure Day say you suck. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. My number four is um someone who's been in the news this week. <gasps> D 
David Forster. Oh my god, I have him as number four tied with someone else. Oh my god, okay. So so firstly, tell me about David. I just think he's like super arrogant, egotistical, like self-centered, only cares about himself and his his own needs. I think that he 100% left Yolanda when she was going through her health problems. I think it's super fucking weird and gross that he's now like a guy in his 70s that's married to a 30-year-old something, Catherine McPhee, and they're about to have a child. And by the time the kid is like 15, he'll be like in his mid to late 80s. So I think, I think it's too gross. much A of a Bravo fan, but B of just like an angry lady to be okay with marrying a seven-year-old who's ditched three other wives you know yeah i just think it's like come on like is like, this like, like mm, where's the where this isn't yeah comes. this isn't like a love like you're being naive and yeah it's interesting as well because i feel like yolanda really annoyed me in the first season that she was on like she mm. was very like attentive to her husband's needs she thought he should be treated like a king or whatever yeah but like also he that was probably what he expected too. So yeah, and then it's probably like the one like when she actually couldn't treat him like that because she wasn't well. He just adios. That's true. Ugh. Anyway, so he's my number four, well, and you're he, your number four too. He yeah, he's my number four, but he tied with because there's too many Kelsey with, Grammer. Oh my god, I was thinking of Kelsey. Did you have him? No, I didn't. Oh, but I, I definitely like he's definitely dick, bad. A dick with a capital D. The way he treated Camille. Yeah, and the way like. Like, honestly, my mom, who would never watch Bravo, thinks very highly of Kelsey. Kelsey. A lot of people do. Yeah, because they watched him on Fraser, and, like, he's so funny and smart, obviously, but it's like, oh, wait, um, he's a dick. Yeah, he's a massive dick. And, like, Camille's crazy, sure, but you were so happily married to her for so long when it suited you. And you can't cheat on someone and then have a baby, like, it was just, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he's not good either. Uh, see ya. Bye. Um, okay, my number three, like, it's not necessarily, like, he is probably the worst, but I just think it's, like, too <gasps> touchy to say. Oh. So I did Russell. Taylor. Russell Armstrong. Yeah. As my number three, because he definitely was a really, really bad house husband, super controlling, physically abusive. Like, I, that's probably the worst, but I just feel like it's a bit, like, it's too tough. Like, I want no. my number one to be more yeah. fun-loving. Yeah. Not, not fun-loving, <laughs> but, like bad in a different way like the whole thing is tragic especially for her daughter but he wasn't a good husband oh my god horrible in any sense of the word and i know it ended like in a in yeah in tragedy and she struggled to to deal with that but like i think that he was horrible so horrible like yeah that's just an all-round sadness that one did you have him no i didn't but i did think of him okay so my number three is david bedor David Bedore! <laughs> Say it wrong, don't I? David Bedore. Be- oh my god, I okay. never thought about him. I really have a lot of hate for David. Just you- the way he, like, fat shamed Shannon. Yeah. And, and he's like, got a creepy little high-pitched voice, like, hey, Shannon. He yeah. definitely reminds me of the guy in, there's, like, a scary movie. Oh, Disturbia. Yes. The guy next With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah. That lives next door and, like, hits on the mum. Yeah, so scary. Yeah, that is David Bedore, everyone, and he's about to give birth. I just I just hate him. And, like, he doesn't blink. So much. Yeah. And the fact that he cheated on Shannon and then, like, pretended that he was going to make things right for, like, the next five years, like. I know. And don't do a vow exchange, guys. Don't do it. You, You break up anyway. Just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Um, my number two is um jim marchese is this the kind of oc 
Now he's New Jersey. Okay. So Maybe his wife, Amber, was on the show, I think, for only one season. But somehow um, Jim, like, created a lot of controversy. He said a lot of things about gay people that was horrible. Oh, my God, ew. He's reportedly got um, a son that he refuses to financially support because he came out. So to me, I'm like, he's a piece of shit. And Okay, I don't know him and I don't want to. Yep. Number two. I hate that guy. Okay. Yeah. Also can't watch wait to watch and hate him. Okay, so my number two is drumroll please. Michael Darby. Oh my god, he's my number one. I thought he would be somewhere on your He's list. definitely my number one. I Little fucking him. piece of shit, Michael Darby. Like, oh I, I hate that he's him. Australian. Yeah, it's personal. It's like don't shade us like that. We're not like that. We're we not hate like that, you. guys. You're not one of us, etc. Okay, so my number one, Shane Simpson, Emily Simpson's Oh, partner on Real Housewives of OC. Oh, my just, God, I totally forgot about Shane, the little dork. He's such a dork. You're a little twerp. I'm going to fucking beat like, you up, you little twerp. He's, like, not scary, annoying. He's just, like, He's a dick with his little veneers. A dick, a dick, a dick. And he just, like belittles Emily in every way and I feel like she's like 10,000 times stronger than the average human mm. because she somehow like has found her voice but yeah. like she deserves so much better you're right the world I totally forgot about Shane even and when you said that I was like he's one of those Shane guys Simpson. that like at first you're like maybe he's just camera shy and then he gets really like you're like oh no 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 he's a dick he just said this you know yeah why would you say that on camera like they were like remember the producers were like so did you miss Emily and he was like Ugh. No. He was like, oh, do I have to answer that? Like, it's yeah, like, well, like, come on. No one's on your side when you say that. No one's like, good one. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know? you're so sarcastic. Ugh, you anyway, little fucking twerp. What do we know? Men are stupid. Okay, so should <laughs> we do? Next week, we Chantel came up with a great one for next week. Oh, my week. God, I did, guys, because this brought up. <laughs> it kind of started because Kendall was like, uh, she said a oh, woman's name. I was like, who is that? She's like, oh, she was this lady that tried to sue Randy. Mm. And I was like. Who hasn't sued Brandy? So next week, sorry, Brandy, it's not <laughs> it's not anything about you, but we're um, doing our all-time favorite legal Bravo proceedings. So that yes. can be a divorce. It can be a messy, you know, Adrian Maloof versus Cease and Brandy. desist. Denise Richards. We've got so Custody many. issues. Custody. Let's go into the law. Let's get into the nitty-gritty. Let's and hopefully no it. one sues us for no, a defamation. no. Don't even try. Mm-mm. All the best. All the best. Okay. Um, well, thanks for listening, you guys. Yes. Have a great week. Hope you're well. How are you? Um, well, thanks for asking. Right. So glad we checked <laughs> in. Um, yeah, just enjoy your life and please tune in next week. We will do a recap of Real Houses of Potomac. Um, if you want more fun memes and shit, please follow us on at Obrava the Podcast. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And keep us updated on your like thoughts and feels. Like if you want to jump on the podcast and tell us something angry or like really funny, tell us. Yeah, we don't have a hotline where you can jump in easily. And we'd have to figure out the time difference and stuff. But, like, I'm sure we could sort it out. We can do it. Okay. Well, bye. Bye.